0: All right, cool. We we have here the fireside chat with Ryan. Hi, Ryan. How's it going? Hey, doing well. How are you? Good, good, very well. Thank you that you can join us as this uh, replacement for one of our weekly dog park chat. Maybe we should just call it the dog park chat, or like not in a dog park or something, something funky like that, instead of a fireside.
1: It's a working title. It's a working title.
0: Whatever. Well. We'll see. We'll see. So yeah. So Ron and I, we we had our weekly a conver- conversation at our local dog park. We've been doing that for the past what two months now, two and a half months. Yeah, about yeah. Roughly yeah. So yeah. I mean, I just got my dog, and you have two dogs, and we've been like you know talking about dog training, Tesla stocks trading, right? all kinds of stuff. So. Uh, you are not in the, uh, town right now. So we're doing this podcast just as a tester, right? If you don't want to do this, fine. I don't mind. But the plan is to do our in-person dog park chat every week. And if you're not, not in town or I'm not in town, then we can do this. So,
1: okay. Cool. Yeah. And it's a good trial. I'll probably be back in Connecticut in January. So this is a good test.
0: Right. The remote, uh, the remote tech, right? Like everybody has been working from home. Like, why, can cannot we like do podcasts remotely,
1: right? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So what should we Guess start with? Up to for the past three weeks?
0: Past three weeks, um, follow up the election, of course. Um, did some reading. Um, pretty much it. Oh yeah, I got promoted again with my job, so I got through another set of training. And right now, like, I take all the freaking calls that people don't want to take anymore. So that was fun, but yeah, pretty much that was it. So, how have you been? You've well, been like starting yeah, exam- you
1: get more responsibility. You bring on the, the harder tasks. Yeah. For other
0: yeah, and then people just like they have more of a hands up attitude. That, hey, yeah, like you know, I cannot do this. Oh yeah, let me, let me not handle this. Let me pass it along to someone else that's higher than me. You know, eh, fine, whatever. So. Uh, How have you been? You've been uh, learning and studying, you've been passing a a test, right?
1: Yeah, I've been in a book for three weeks straight trying to learn health insurance regulation. Right,
0: and then you've done, right? Did you you finish yesterday?
1: Yeah, yesterday morning I took the last portion of the exam. So it's like a five-hour exam, two hours and three hours. Okay,
0: but not like five hours every day for the last week, but it's five-hour total.
1: Yeah, for the for the exam for the studying, it's like all every day.
0: Yeah, right. Because for a, for the last three weeks, I mean, you haven't made it to uh, Connecticut yet. But that's kind of what you were doing. So, okay, cool. Well, should we chat about the election or something? That's like the one big topic that we haven't touched on. Or
1: yeah, what are your feelings?
0: What are my feelings? <laughs> I mean, I I like I. Like the more I think about it, the more I'm I'm not leaning partisan in any way. If that makes sense, like I voted for Biden, right? Like did you vote for Biden too, or did you vote for uh, a third party? Joe Orkinson. Yeah, that's what I thought. You were you probably probably vote for a third, a third party guy, right? Um, yeah, I mean I'm not really, you know, what's the term? Partisan or have a camp or have like a side as a team is mostly that you know, like which side of the coin that have a realistic shot of winning that you know I like the most, I guess you know, but it's a low bar, it's like uh, it's not like I'm like on a level 12, you know, like oh, I'm like oh, Joe right? Like, I'm like a three, maybe four, <laughs> so. How do you feel?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty happy with the results. Um, Why? Because you voted for, fully fully for Joe. come on. Wait. So I'm glad that the, the outcome was good for the market. That's
0: true. That's, That's true.
1: That's a benefit. But in general, I, I think it was a good turnout. And okay. exciting. Countless... I was looking at the stats. Go ahead. Um, the number of people that voted this year was a record high, but it's yep. also a record high population of eligible voters. Yep. So if you look at um, percent voting eligible voting population this election was like 60 percent 66 percent which is the highest since 1900
0: yeah yeah because we usually are around the 50 something percent right roughly yeah
1: yeah, yeah mostly i think more often than not it's below 50 percent right mm-hmm. so i thought that was pretty cool a lot of people are being getting interested in politics so that's good
0: yeah, why Why do you think that is?
1: I don't know. I feel like 2008 and 2012 were, for me, very formative elections, and I was getting involved. Like, that was the time where I was a, a teenager. I was heavily involved, and it was my first experience with politics, but they also had relatively low turnout. I don't know why those were less contentious or just less interesting.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, for... For me, like, yeah, during the Obama year, so I, I become eligible to vote in 2016, I think you are in a similar boat, right? So, yeah, um, like, for me, I'm usually an an observer, right? Like everybody that I know, because of my background, right? Like I grew up in China, whatever, and the, the Chinese people here, they're not that keen to voting as well. They might change, but I don't know, but, um, so, like, grew up in China is typically like, okay, who do we have right now? Okay, that person is gonna be our president forever. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, like I, I, like we don't have participation, we don't have a say, so we just kind of like push it around, you know, like kind of like that. So oh, like Obama, like I think he is eloquent, right? Like I think it's a good, uh, good his, historical pick. But for the last couple of weeks, I've been thinking, if, if, if there's not Obama, then would there be Trump? I will probably say, not very likely, right? Because the pent up frustration for eight years for the racist people that, uh, that are older, it's like, oh, finally, I have somebody that I can vent with, uh, like, like, I have somebody that I can, you know, like, let myself out, I don't have to hold it like this, oh, no, don't don't hear me talk, right? And I think, we 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 got a complete one eighty with Obama from um, from W Bush, and we have a, another complete one eighty with Trump, and now we're kind of going in the middle again. So.
1: Yeah, we flip flop pretty hard as a country. I guess. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's right. So, yeah. Um, tell me more more about your third party candidate, because I. I didn't do anything, I didn't do any research on them, like what is his policies?
1: Um, yeah, I didn't either.
0: How dare you? How dare you, <laughs> right? You didn't either? No,
1: I, I, I read a little bit. Joe um, Jorgensen is a, a woman not as popular as other libertarian like uh, Gary Johnson was a really big pick, so yeah. um, in sixteen he was running and took a big portion of relative big portion of the pie. Okay. Joe is a little less well known, but her policies are kind of standard libertarian and I agreed with most of them, so go with that.
0: Like what? Give me a couple. Um I think her focus on allowing free trade in international relations, so very
1: globalist attitude, which is kind of a word that gets pushed around a positive and a negative. Her policy sort of accepts it as a very positive. So that was a big one for me. I'm a big fan of open and free trade.
0: Okay. Okay, that makes sense.
1: Um, A few others, like, I don't know, generally just trying to be less involved in or less controlling of the economy. So getting fingers out of people's business where there's... In markets where there's enough competitive pressure to cause good products, um, just generally trying to deregulate.
0: Okay, so what's the primary difference between Gary Johnson and her this year? Like because like in twenty sixteen election, right? Like Gary Johnson pretty much split the uh, uh, Hillary Clinton's vote, right? Like this year you see that uh, you know like say in some battleground say, in Pennsylvania or in Nevada, right? Like there were, um, so Trump pretty much stayed consistent in most battleground say, but Biden uh, kind of uh, did better than Hillary from four years ago because of that three, four percent that went out for Hillary, right? Four years ago. So what's the primary difference between Gary Johnson and Joe Birdie, Joe Bergen, right?
1: Joe Jorgensen. Joe Jorgensen. <laughs>
0: I wasn't even close. Anyway, what's the primary difference between them?
1: Um, honestly, in policy, there's very little. Okay. Um, I'd say the biggest difference is charisma.
0: I think Gary Johnson is just a very, very charismatic person and more popular and more well known. Okay. Um, politically,
1: I think it's just name recognition. They're very similar.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay.
1: But cool. anyway, I, I—that's sort of a personal. I, I like to vote with the person whose policy aligns closest to me, regardless of if they're very popular. But I also was pulling for for Joe. You're, I, you know You were. David, between two, I was a big fan of Joe.
0: <laughs> and then uh, your uh, your uh, girlfriend, your partner, is also a big Joe fan, probably, huh? Elise. Yeah. Did definitely. she. Did, uh, did she make you proofread any of her long Facebook posts in uh, in support of Joe Biden?
1: <laughs> yes, actually, she did. She posted a one of those Facebook essays right on her voting decision, and um, got that's a lot what of support I... and a lot of flag from her family. So I, I got to
0: wait. She got flack from her family.
1: Her family is in Utah. And oh, somewhere on the other side of
0: the. <laughs> I see. Well, to answer the question, how I know that's that's kind of what I do. Like, I kind of see a pattern of a person, and I just guess what they're gonna do, like like l- like poker skills, you know. Anyway, so you have to like defend her. I do you have to like make a you know a strongly worded response under her threat, and then defend her and all that
1: stuff. More like tapering down <laughs> the strong language, but yeah.
0: That's funny. That's funny. That's why she's in uh, St. Louis now, right? Pretty much. Yeah, it was crazy. Like before the election, I've seen like you know, like a, you know Ford F one fifty all black, and you know have like four flags on top of the truck, and, and it was like, wow, wow, that's 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 actually interesting. Actually, like, do you know the CVS like uh, next to my place, like right across? Oh yeah. Right across the CVS, there was like two weekends straight where they're sell, uh, where they're selling Trump, Trump gear. <laughs> they're selling like the Trump Twenty Twenty. Uh, flags oh. and then the hat, the mega hat. I was like, Really? Is run run to my door.
1: Gonna... No,
0: but I was, I was like, I was intended to go and, and talk to the guy. And say, Hey, uh, how many Chinese people do you know that buy your crap? You know, how many, <laughs> how many Asian people do you know that buy your crap? But I don't want any fuss, so I didn't go, go anywhere to like, you know, talk to them. But I should have probably. So, yeah,
1: it is interesting that you mentioned how. It's not common to be participatory in politics in China as much.
0: Yeah.
1: Here in the U.S., you sort of get made fun of, or people kind of guilt each other into voting. is a, a thing that you're supposed to do.
0: Yeah. Is that not true in China? I can I can see that I can I can sort of see that. Um, so here I. I Maybe I'm a part of the guilty, maybe, but I never really post anything or uh, text anybody. and say, "Hey, like, how did you vote? Like, what do you vote?" Like, I, I don't do that. I do believe that it is a choice, but you know, like comparing somebody that. Okay, let me put it this way, right? Um, my family member don't have a choice in any say in representation, right? In government, like. Thank, uh, thank God, I am a majority ethnicity in China, right? If I'm not, who knows what's going to happen to me, right? So in a sense that I kind of see it like that, sort of like, you know, f- four years ago, I I didn't vote because it was freezing outside and then both both candidates are not appealing to me. So I, I didn't know much about million. Ballot back in the day But um, This year Seeing myself Like Kevin Like at 20 years old That was a mistake Right That was Some immaturity Playing out You know But This year Like I didn't really Like banter that much Or you know I like, push people out to vote But I do see the point That you know Like whenever you turn on sports Right Like NBA like, like that's like three months Of pure voting Voting advertisement Right So if it works, great. Like, we have the highest turnout ever. But I do see your point of, like, you know, people are kind of guilted to vote. But I do see from a perspective that, po- like, politics is not really my forte, but I feel like it's it's going to be very costly if you're not in the loop. That's kind of, like, my position with it. So what do you think? Yeah, I think that makes sense. It You
1: almost kind of need a little bit of guilt into making people do their civic duty. Right. You know, if- uh, if nobody really feels the need because they feel like understandably the effort to go out and send a vote in is more than the benefit that you get back
0: from having one in a pile of 150 million. Right.
1: Um, so on an individual sense it really doesn't make sense to vote because yeah. like, it takes an hour out of your day but in a global sense it makes a big difference so you kind of need to guilt people into to
0: doing it in order to have more than percent of people yeah i think that's a good good rabbit hole to like go down there right like how do you motivate people right because i feel like you know either all the uh, obama's right or the other people or nba right they put on a big show right like I, I i i don't know how effective that really is to be honest like like i think the high turnout of like this year is partially due to people are just sick of the trump stuff right but I I I just don't know, and you know, like polls are like uh, obviously are like crap right now, right? Like, like how much should we trust the exit poll, right? Like how much can we really get a poll on how people are thinking? And I think that is the biggest problem right now in terms of advancement in political science, in a way that is 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 how do we know how people are thinking, and how do we kind of make changes about that kind of a situation? Yeah,
1: I think. Um... Political science has become more and more science, but you can only go so far as to take a, a unbiased survey. If people don't respond appropriately, mm-hmm. then you can't really trust the survey. So yeah, that's a tough, it's a tough uh, problem to solve.
0: Yeah, of course. Do you really like Five Thirty Eight and all those stuff?
1: Yeah, I was using 538's uh, live dynamic tracker. They okay. put out their final version of their simulation model. And then throughout the, like, as we were watching the news, we would assign certain states to certain candidates that get called. Mm-hmm. And then it updates the percentage so you can kind of see what the relative chances are. And I think they did a, although their, their estimate was a little bit more spread than the reality, I think they did a really good job coming up with that model. Compared to other
0: people, right, I feel like Nate Silver has some uh, secret sauce. Have you read his book, uh, Chasing the Noise or something? Uh, no. Okay. I, th- I read it like a, a, a few years ago. I probably have to re reread it. It's about like the modeling and you know, psychological situations. So it, it would be interesting to reread so far. So we'll see.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a good one. I'm a big fan of anything that involves stochastic simulation
0: yeah because that's your bread and butter right
1: 40,000 sample um, simulation that predicts different scenarios and it's models a lot of interrelationships between states between polls um, right between like last last elections it's a, a really interesting way to approach right. polling
0: that's true i yeah I, I i don't really see it like a way out of this to be honest like for the last eight years, people know that poll sucks. <laughs> people know that poll 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 doesn't work. Then how do you survive as five thirty eight? Right? How do you, how do you make adjustment? How do you like you know revert that public opinion of yours that is, you know, like so negative? Right? I I I just don't don't see a way out of that. To be honest, do you or do you have any thoughts on that? Because you know more stats yeah, than, I, than I, I do, so it's tough like the sample of 2 with 2016 and 2020 you could say
1: that both results were within enough deviation that they were expected like you you, you would expect polls to be wrong sometimes
0: but were they close um, during the 2018 midterms i i thought they were closer during the 2018 midterms compared to like this election i i don't yeah, recall I'm not sure. exactly yeah
1: Ultimately, if you take an appropriate sample of 150 million people, and the sample is 2,000, mm-hmm. and if it's representative of that 150 million, right. a poll should be like, relatively accurate. Right. And it shouldn't be, I think a lot of people were predicting like a blowout, like 10% difference in the popular vote, and it mm-hmm. turned out to be three and a half. Mm-hmm. That's a really big miss, and right. it's not, It's it can't it's harder and harder to explain as just random variance and
2: not like a significant underlying factor
0: right? in
1: the polling that's causing a, a bias.
0: Right. I mean, like a seven or like six and a half point swing, it's it's not small at all. Like If you are really, you know, like if you follow pol- politics at all, I feel like if it's like over four, four point, that's like a significant swing, right? You know, like one side or the other. So, so we'll see, we'll see. And how how did you follow the uh, election? Did you just watch CNN the whole time, or did you just do Five Thirty Eight, or how do you do it?
1: Uh, both of those, I flip to Fox News every once in a while. How dare to, you!
0: How dare you flip to Fox, Fox News? In there. No, just kidding. You're fine. You're fine. It's
1: good to get a couple different sources. Right.
0: Okay. To be honest, I tried. God, trust me, I tried the Fox News. I just cannot do it. I just cannot do it. And so is uh so is uh MSNBC. Like I. I I used to listen to uh, Morning Joe and uh, Rachel Maddow like uh, in the podcast form And then until last year when the whole MSNBC are starting to systematically you know, uh, silencing Andrew Yang And I just boycott them Done No more views How dare you like boycott my dear presidential yellow elite or something I don't know Like a Chinese person Anyway, so so I don't really like. I haven't consumed anything like any minute of it of the uh, MSNBC, and I watch a couple of the uh, you know uh, Steve Kornacki, like the uh, guy who do who does the maps. I watch a couple of his stuff, and then now the YouTube is trying to pull me back to the MSNBC. whole I'm saying, no, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> so, how do you feel uh, yeah. How do you feel about the you know the whole process and the whole like the like the Red Mirage and then the, the like the like the chase up from Biden from behind and all, and all that stuff? Uh, I think it was something that people saw four weeks ahead of time. Yep. So it's
1: not new. And it kind of shaped out exactly as everyone thought it would. Yep. Like a red wave, blue mail-in ballots being counted last,
0: mm-hmm. Trump
1: freaking out, and um, just general... Constructing issues around something that doesn't have issues with it, yeah. Um, but you know, it is what it is. It's sort of even if in cases where you can see a bulldozer from a mile away, doesn't mean that you necessarily can step out of the way. It was sort of bound to happen,
0: right? Yeah. No, and, and and I I I do think that the counting process works smoothly, right? There was no no hiccups, right, I heard there's like a water pipe bursting in one area, I think it's in Pennsylvania or something, right, um, overall, there are some, you know, like, poll watchers, right, there are some people, I I think some people got like arrested or something for the like, assault or something, uh, but overall I think there was really not a large scale p- protest or looting happening for the last few days, so I think that's good,
1: right? Yeah, and kind of in line with how the entire United States experiment works with 50 states. They all do their own thing. They come up with their own laws and then Mm -hmm. other states can gain experience by watching their neighbor. Mm -hmm. The same applies on a smaller in in a smaller sense to how voting works. Each state gets their own process. They um, monitor it and control it. And even in the, the cases this year where there were smaller mishaps I think it benefits the whole for each state to be able to control the process and, and manage it themselves.
0: Right, right, and, and and I think for a large population like the U.S. that has such a polarizing views, I think we did a good job, to be honest. But you know, every day there is a press conference, right? Like, you know, Biden was doing an update, right? Um, the the uh, uh, secretary of uh, Philadelphia was doing an update, right? Georgia. Right, was doing an, an uh, update. So, um, compared to like you know the two thousand election, I think we did good. <laughs> we did a lot better <laughs> than like the two thousand election, so.
1: Yeah, I was I was four at the time, so I don't know if I can comment a ton. But based on what I've heard, it was much smoother.
0: Hey, I wasn't even here <laughs> in in, in two thousand, but um, there's a couple podcasts that I that I listen to. So pretty much the. The whole process went like for like four and a half months or something, and then, um, they they finally called the winner by Supreme Court dis uh, decision, like uh, you know, in December, like mid December of twenty of year two thousand or something. Um, like a lot of the political uh, ideology are so at play here, right? Like you know, uh, Republicans say stop the vote, right? Like Democrats say count the vote, right? And that's that's pretty much it. So. Yeah. And there is one sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh no, I was gonna say I'm glad it's done and we can move on.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's done.
1: It's not done, there's still legal issues to figure out, but I think for the majority of Americans who are paying attention, uh, the emotional effort has been put in.
0: Did you feel stressed? Like yesterday or two days ago? Like when they are when they haven't they they haven't called a stay for the last three days for for Christ's sake.
1: Yeah, I know. I think Pennsylvania was the one that broke the, before Pennsylvania was called, it had been like two or three days.
0: Yeah, like what's going on there? Like, cause my, my, my view, like my two cents on this is, back in the year 2000, I don't know if you're aware or not, Fox called uh, Florida for gore first. And then all of the news, news media, they jumped through it, right? And then they were all wrong. And then they have to revert back to, back to uh, Bush. Right, and then I think this year, because back then it was only one swing state, right, one contested state, which is Florida. This year we have five, <laughs> right? Like, if a PA doesn't call today, like I'm, I'm doubtful that they're, they're going to call, call Georgia or Vegas today, right? They're probably not going to get called today. So, I'm feeling that they are playing a waiting game. Like nobody wants to be the first one to call something and then win the election, and then the whole pressure is on them. Like if they mess up, it's a big deal. You know what I mean?
1: And you know who it was that called Pennsylvania first?
0: CBS, I think.
1: Okay, and then it all happened at the same time, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. So
0: CBS has to pull the trigger, um, and and then everybody else say, "Hey, CBS." Uh, according to CBS, <laughs> and then we call it too. So. I think there's some tension there as well.
1: So, yeah, they did. They did wait a really long time. They wanted to know ninety-nine point nine percent
0: certainty before they made a decision. I mean, for like Georgia, like it, like it makes sense, right? Like for Georgia, I think both sides are like, well, like forty-nine point four percent, like they're like one thousand points apart, right? That makes sense. But Nevada, like you know, Joe Biden has been leading there for like. A day and a half Two days <laughs> Right Like, Why not call that day uh, Why not call that day Right Right And then Maybe they're thinking Oh yeah uh, If I call Nevada and, uh, and it might lead to Arizona Right like, Then it's gonna put more pressure on me Because I need to call that as well To get Biden to win I think they're just all waiting for the dagger Inside of Trump's heart Like the 20 uh, 20 votes PA Boom And then that's That's done for For like Trump But that's my thinking
1: yeah, so, next steps, what will the concession speech look like? <laughs> it will be,
0: okay, uh, it will be a bunch of suits, so, right? The uh, secret uh, uh, secret service, like, uh, dragging Trump out, and then Trump will be like, I didn't win! I won the election! Don't get me out! That's what I think will happen on, a, on a January 20th, 2020. So
1: I... Disagree. I think he'll give a concession speech. I'm just kidding. Eventually. You know that. I know it's gonna look bad. Like it's it's gonna be backhanded, but it will
0: happen. I have a feeling. Like I'm I'm putting money down. I feel like there will be a concession speech. When? Do you wanna do you wanna bet on this? We can bet on this
1: after legal. So they'll go through the legal process. November twentieth. Give up in in two weeks and by the middle of December.
0: Really? That's where you put your money on.
1: And, uh, December 15th, I take under
0: Let's bet on the, the uh, Vietnamese uh, chicken wings Okay <laughs> Deal? Okay yeah. I, say, I say it will be uh, later than de- December 15th Or there will be no speech at all
1: Okay, and I say before December 15th It doesn't have to be a good speech But it has to be a, Okay, a, a tweet doesn't,
0: doesn't count speech. though A tweet doesn't count It has to be a speech Okay Like a ton of ice, Like the whole thing That we just watched today It cannot be a tweet <laughs> Cool Alright deal Alright Alright we're, we're We're petting some chicken wings That's funny Okay Cool Okay cool So How would you imagine uh, What would he say though I won the election I won the election Even though I I think I won But I But I, but I didn't win uh, uh, Joe, Joe will, will be a terrible president Terrible terrible And I won a a presidency, and then they just took it from me.
1: I think he will cast shade and say, and not, I don't think he'll say he lost. I think he'll say that he is no longer pursuing because the legal path was a dead end. And I think he he kind of put some, like, through his legal team under the bus that he put together, who ultimately could not come up with anything so far. Yeah. I was getting frustrated with his legal advice so far. So I think he'll, he'll probably throw them under the bus.
0: Um, and then after that, just kind of shrug. Weasel out and say, I'm out, I'm out. Good luck, you guys. That was probably the worst Trump impression ever. <laughs> well, Lisa's guess was that he would bow out and actually give up the presidency before january so that mike pence can pardon him for anything that he has to any other legal issues he has to deal with when he's no longer president like the uh uh like the loans and everything
1: loans taxes anything else that comes up
0: <laughs> well that will pretty much mean that he's technically t- t- impeached right like he's technically t- like you know like because bill clinton didn't get impeached uh didn't get impeached right so if he does that, he will have to be technically impeached by, by the ju- judiciary committee or something, right? Yeah. I don't think he would but like, he would do that. It will hurt too much of uh, of his uh, ego. I don't think that.
1: So. Yeah.
0: It will be interesting. It will be in uh, interesting. Trump's probably uh, Trump's uh, downward uh, spiral probably began as a pandemic hit, and now he will be in in like legal trouble. Uh, he will. Own bunch of money to like you know a like deutsche bank or something which the biggest lender is china That that'd be interesting <laughs> so so he'll yeah. be in a lot of trouble
1: yeah being an actuary i ran the numbers on joe biden's um life
0: expectancy Ooh, i want to hear that i want to hear that okay okay do you want to uh, hear my my perspective I think within the next four years there will be some kind of a health trouble with Joe Biden, either a heart transplant or some heart failure or something happen, that we're uh, we're gonna have our first colored uh, female president within the next four years. That's it. That's my prediction.
1: Yeah. So I'll I'll try to put a number to that prediction. Yes.
0: Yes. I'm. I I want to hear this. So I looked at the standard
1: male. Life expectancy rates that uh, in, an insurance company uses for a male age 78
0: Okay. for four years. The standard chance of survival for four years is 80%. That's too high. And <laughs> if keep in mind, um, the average American who's insured at age 78 does not have the access to medical that he does. Right. But
1: death is not the only way that he would no longer be in capacity or incapable of presidency. So any other disability right. that's related to, um, like not being able to perform the office, the duties of the office. So right. generally disability or critical critical illness coverage is three times as much as, as uh, life. So I'm guessing like 50 to 60% likelihood that at some point in four years, he'll be incapable and Kamala will have to sit in as Yes
0: a, So you agree with me High five Virtual high five
1: Yeah <laughs> 50 to 60 I don't know Elise thinks that If he makes it four years That he won't run again Of course because he will not be run again 82 And, and a second turn Be basically the rest of his life
0: Yeah Yeah he will die He'll be the first presidency That is uh, that That's like Passed on Because of natural causes <laughs> Right right previously has been murder but he'll be the first one being passed on being the natural causes i think that makes sense right like any type of like unfunctioning or or maybe like uh you know like a, some kind of a surge surgery right then we'll have our first asian president ever yay right go go asian people <laughs> right
1: yeah, I, I never actually knew what is Kamala's descent, like what... Kamala
0: is half black, uh, I think it's uh, from uh, actual Africa, like Africa, Africa, uh, Congo or something, don't call me on that, I, ha- I have her audiobook, I haven't listened to it yet, and uh, the other half is Indian, Indian. so yeah. so so she actually checks two boxes, right, like Asian and black, so, so Asian gets to like, you know, like get riled up for a little bit there. She's she's interesting. Uh, there is a, this podcast on um on her upbringing by a uh, by a wandering It's like a podcast a studio. So her rise in California from you know a prosecutor to the state uh, attorney general, right? As a pig, it's actually really really interesting. But Joe and Cam and uh, Kamala Harris have the same issue is that they don't have a policy. Like uh, if you really hear. Uh, Here they talk they don't really know what they're talking about it's just anti-trump vote for me okay cool then what
1: you know yeah it'll be interesting i don't even know i know a couple of things that they have planned in the pipeline yeah. like the the green new deal that may or may not be able to make it to the senate
0: the public option for the health insurance right
1: Increase corporate tax, increase income tax on the above two hundred thousand earners. Yeah, and those are kind of the big points. I'm not sure what else. And then the
0: corporate jump from twenty two to to twenty eight percent or something like that. Yeah. But those are those are like the old talking point. Like what like what exactly is your thing, right? Like, you know, like Obama has the uh, you know the uh, Obamacare. He's uh, he, he's gonna do a Biden care, but that's like uh, like like a better Obamacare. Right? It was a public option. I don't know what his deal is, right? I, I just don't know. Um, yeah, at this rate, I think any president can just wait until there's a
2: crisis and then they can try to address it. As well as they can, Obama had like Katrina. right?
1: Um, Trump had a trade war and coronavirus. Right. Biden can just like wait until his crisis shows up.
0: That's true. I, I'll be interested to see his cabinet members for Biden. I'll be interested if how many of his, you know, because uh, Trump's cabinet are just his friends, right? Like, uh, do you know who uh, Elaine Chao is? Uh, no. So she's freaking Chinese. She's a, a poster lady for a gold digger. She's the wife of a Miss McConnell. Okay. Every single sure. time I saw her face, I just want to throw up. <laughs> so, so her deal is, right, she find the most ugliest and the worst, worst ethical person on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. She marries him and then she's been getting government positions for the last 10 years or 17 years, ever since that uh, Mitch McConnell got power, quote unquote. So I saw her ascending nice to Mitch, My- uh, Mitch McConnell after the Kentucky. Uh, so he, uh, he won the Sanders again, right? Uh, we'll see if he will be the Senate majority or minority leader, but I saw Elaine Chao, like, you know, hey, pretty real. like, sitting next to him. I just like, Ugh. so. I, I mean, it will be interested to see how many cabinet members that Biden put put together that are young or are a little bit more asserted towards women or a little bit more, I want to say more, just younger because I think Biden is a decent choice, but he's not the best choice, right? Like, he's, like how much, like, your, like, grandma or, like, grandpa, right? Like, uh, are they, like, Biden's age, roughly? Younger? Uh, younger. Okay. How much do do they know about artificial intelligence? <laughs> right? That's um, my point.
1: Zero, I think. Yeah. I think my grandfather, my dad's dad probably knows a little bit
0: about it. Yeah, that's my point. Is that you know, like it's like I'm not ageist, but they don't know anything about the most present threat, in my opinion, right now, which is AI, right? And I really do feel like if Biden is able to put together a younger cabinet, or more you know, more balanced or a more uh, representative, I think it's a win. But we'll see what what uh, what kind of uh, people that he chooses. So. Yeah,
1: it'll be interesting. Um, I think Lindsey Graham put in his two cents because he'll eventually I think the Senate will have to approve certain appointments and they're unwilling to approve most of the likely appointments.
0: We'll see. We'll see. This will be another like when the uh, when the presidency but got nothing done kind of a four years probably.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Things will get done, but not necessarily all of the things that they intended to.
0: Right, that makes sense. So. Ugh, is this is this tiring to you? Seriously, we're just talking, man. Come on, relax. <laughs> it's
1: Are you tired? it a long week. it a long week. It's nice to relax, but it's it's okay. been a long
0: week. Let's let's uh, switch topic from uh, election. What was the first thing that crossed your mind after you done with the exam? Jimmy John sandwich <laughs> really what kind
1: um the sprout one the what
0: the, the one, one
1: the sprouts with sprouts I haven't
0: had it for a long time I don't even know what you're talking about
1: is, it, is that a like cheese it's a, a standard like ham and cheese but with sprouts
0: that's a, such a white person trying
1: actually I got a, a tuna bowl from a different place oh there you go That's that was the first
0: thing I that's funkier that's funky. <laughs> okay, cool cool. Um, yeah, like that That must be like a huge relief Yeah, because If I just got done with that I don't remember what what did I do Like right right after my My like, IB, IB test or something But it's like a long time ago So
1: I have a lot of video games to catch up on and planning to Oh yeah, the PS5 Are we going to get a PS5? At some point. I don't know
0: if I'll get it right away. Right. You you, you are the way for three years for the price of to uh, go down type, huh?
1: I have a PS4, and I need to catch up and, and finish that library first. What do you mean, catch up? I've been sitting on a bunch of games I haven't gotten through, so I need to play the ones I have.
0: So you bought it, and then you just, did, you just didn't play it?
1: Um, Pretty much, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's not like me. What's the books, right? I bought it, but I haven't got to
1: it yet yeah it's just uh, the fact
0: of ownership is different than actually using it right i own it so i um yeah i actually been doing that with the uh, movies uh recently on uh apple there's like an app called cheap charts, so they gave you different cheap movies to to like buy and i like imposed by like the h b o show silicon valley and you know all that stuff so yeah i i actually watch a couple of p s five uh reviews are coming out right now. I saw the uh, Spider-Man game as a new flagship game, and then I was like, "Oh, that actually looks pretty cool." But what what kind of game do you have on your uh, radar right now?
1: That's on my list. The original Spider-Man, the one that came before that. Okay. I think I need to play first. Um, God of War is on my list.
0: That's like from ten from ten years ago, right? The, like the first one.
1: Uh, so they had like a trilogy. some after that, and then they had a reboot from two years or last year.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And originally, like, kind of a beat-em-up third person, not that interested in a game. Right. But the new God of War is heavily story-driven, and it's actually designed... The, the whole game, start to finish, is designed to be in one shot.
0: Like the, so the movie, the uh, 1918?
1: Frame, um, It's like that, except a video game.
0: Oh, that's cool.
1: So the camera frame never cuts. It's just a consistent... That's like, cool. It's like watching the movie
0: that's very cool so so you are okay so let me kind of like take a step out right so you play games to kind of play the campaign mode right that's what the word is the campaign mode
1: right yeah pretty much
0: so you just play it for the storyline like you want to be immersed in that world for however long
1: hours that i'm a single player experience driven
0: gamer (laughs) single player wow then you must be in a minority then Everybody is multiplayer. <laughs> it was a 49 and everything.
1: And it's convenient that Elise is the type of girlfriend that likes to watch, just sit and watch me play video games. What? That's mostly what we do. We, we do a lot of co-op, but if it's like a single player,
0: So she just she'll, watch?
1: She'll like sit down and be commentator.
0: Like what commentator? Oh yeah, like be that monster or... <laughs>
1: maybe a maybe, uh, strategist
0: is a better term oh go like go there I go there like that kind of a situation yeah you know what you know what would be interesting you play online poker in front of her see how she will react <laughs> I
1: don't think she would be too interested
0: I will uh, I will teach you a couple of basics it's actually really uh, easy and then you will just get more in front of her and then see see like, what she will say that would be interesting yeah
1: she she hates, gambling.
0: she hates gambling. Oh crap! Then we're done. This is this is anyway. Yeah, there's this this game that I played at my friend's place. Uh, called uh, Red Dead Redemption, like the cowboy game. That's like your game, right? Like single player, wandering around, looking for storylines.
1: Yeah, actually, I played that game. Got to the first town, went into a bar, a saloon, and they have a poker mini game, like a card game. Really.
0: And I played the card game for like five hours, and then I never played Red Dead Redemption again. <laughs> <laughs> really? So I have,
1: I've actually not played that game except for the mini game where you're in a saloon.
0: Are they playing stud or are, or are they playing hold'em? Like, what's the game that they're playing?
1: I actually I don't remember. It was not Texas hold'em. It was something else. And
0: you just something. played the game the whole time. You didn't really bother with hours and hours of storylines in there.
1: Yeah, it was just a poker simulator.
0: Jeez, jeez, and you just dropped like sixty bucks on it. <laughs> Do you know like how like insane like you know how much time that they went into designing the whole world and like you only use that tiny fraction of it? That must be insulting to the game designer, man. Come on. I've
1: heard it's a good game. At some point, I'll go back and
0: play it. I think the second one is gonna come out. Like I don't know why I know this. I don't play a game. I don't. Like, I don't even freaking own a TV. But like this whole PS Five thing, it, it's actually really interesting how they're able to get so many people like hyped up. I don't think they're that excited when the PS Four came out. You know.
1: I don't know. So I th- I feel like video game companies typically skip a generation. So right. one will be popular, the next one will be like a slight upgrade that only the core. Oh, audience so it's then... like a ten-year
0: upgrade cycle, pretty much. Yeah, I think that's particularly true with Nintendo. Like game uh, NES was a big deal. Mm-hmm. SNES
1: was kind of a big deal. Right. N sixty four was really big. GameCube was a GameCube was a flop the Wii was huge the Wii U was like not no one bought a Wii U and then the Switch is really big
0: oh that's a good point I never thought about it like like that I actually listened to a podcast uh, today they were making the an, uh, analogy of Nintendo to Apple if you think about it right like Sony PS5 they don't make games right they, they made the hardware right Xbox they don't make games and the the game studio, like the Rockstar, right, that's for the uh, the the Grand Theft Auto, right, like the NBA 2K, they don't make hardware, right? So if you think about it, Nin, Nin, uh, Nintendo with uh, Animal Crossing, right, with those things, they're the only only entity, the only brand that does both. So I was like, okay, I can see that. Like Apple does the hardware and the software, right, kind of a situation. So mm-hmm. did, did I just win black? Okay, perfect. So, do you own a uh, Nintendo Switch thing?
1: I do, I've been playing it for like the past 24 hours.
0: I see. Are you playing the Animal Crossing situation? So I had it. Uh, It came out in like April or May.
1: Right. Um, And I played, I think it came out in March. And I played it for two months consistently every day. I would play Animal Crossing. Because it's one of those like life simulator, put in a bunch of time for it games.
0: Like you show me your island kind of a situation.
1: <laughs> yeah. I had some friends from Utah up over. We had an island party. Really? Oh,
0: Okay. It's
1: cool. It's, I kind of lost track with it. I don't think I played it in
0: four months. And then your, 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 your island is all like, you know, like filled with garbage right now. And your house is all dirty. Is that what kind of a game that is? like You have to keep yeah, up.
1: With weeds and <laughs> dust.
0: Yeah. The only thing that I thought from, uh, uh, Animal Crossing is uh, there is a YouTuber called I Justine like does the Apple stuff right like the OGs of Apple reviewers. She she is a full time uh, Twitcher now I think she does YouTube on the side and she just Twitch for some reason Just do the game game thing. So hey maybe maybe you and uh, uh, Elise you guys can do a Twitch stream where you play the single game and then she will be the one commentating it. That would be good. Get a little yeah, like get a little like side hustling going on, like a little Twitch business of live streaming.
1: Yeah. If we have time, that would be pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Cool. You look you look like you're tired out.
1: Oh a little bit. I uh, <laughs> should probably go.
0: Alright, cool. No worries. How do you feel about this first the uh this first tryout?
1: Good, I think it went well. Uh Probably postpone for a while Since I'll be in town But we should pick it up again in
0: January Sure, that's fine We just do our normal dog walking thing And then uh, we do this one Where when one of us is not in town I, cool. I, re- I really feel like Not in the dog part is a good name <laughs> Not, okay Not in the dog part Dash post election update No, that's weird
1: That's weird Anyway Storm. By next by next time we, by should, next have, thing, we should have
0: a boy. name. Yeah. That's like five months away, man. Come on, that's not, <laughs>
1: that's like four months.
0: Don't don't put it away for like that long. But anyway, we'll we'll figure something out. All right, cool. All right, let me wrap this up. Okay, I'm signing off right now. Ryan, do you have anything you want to say or, or anything like that? All well set. All right, perfect. All right, thank, yeah, thank thanks, you guys. Thanks for having me on. No worries. There we go. Goodbye.